Truth Espresso, episode 146. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. <laughs> And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Well, hey there, this is Daniel Minnick, your host for Truth Espresso, along with my sweet, beautiful co-host and wife, Chelsea Minnick. Coming at you with a second episode in our little mini-series around the Thanksgiving holiday to talk about giving thanks to God. And this episode, we're going to talk about um, the first Thanksgiving. And I know Thanksgiving gets kind of a bad rap around this time with uh, secularists trying to politicize it and take the focus off of God. But we want to look at some fun facts about Thanksgiving. And if you didn't listen to the last week's episode, we highly encourage you to do that because we had um, some things to think about and how to be thankful during hard times. And we also had, at the end of the episode, some (laughs) corny little Thanksgiving Day dad jokes. Uh, We kind of went back and forth with that. And so you don't want to miss that bit of humor there. And we've got some of that in store for this episode, too. And so, thank you, sweetheart, for uh, co-hosting yet another episode of Truth Espresso with me. Yeah, excited to continue our series here. Thanks for having me. So, ready to talk about uh, the first Thanksgiving and to see how much we knew and didn't know about the first Thanksgiving before we were looking up some of that information for this episode. (laughs) Yeah, So, looking at some History.com articles to talk about some details and some stuff we didn't know about the first Thanksgiving, we find out that what we do know came from a letter from a certain Edward Winslow in 1621, and he tells us about some of the details, but not a whole lot of info. But what's provided there is um, enough to let us know that what we do today is not exactly what they did on that first Thanksgiving. And we shouldn't expect it to be exact because when we have a kind of formalized holiday and what is relatively a prosperous country right now compared to the conditions at that time, we can understand that, you know, they're not bringing out carving, you know, the Thanksgiving turkey and stuffing it and all that stuff like that, but they did have a a decent feast at that time. Sweetheart, do you know how long, basically, they had uh, on the first Thanksgiving, about how long they had a feast there? (laughs) So the source I was looking at said it was a three-day feast. Oh, yeah. Is that what you said? I saw that, too, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so kind of a longer, drawn-out time of feasting and giving thanks for what God had provided for them. 
<laughs> yeah, I know they didn't have the Thanksgiving turkey bowl and stuff, you know, watching the football games there like we do today or stuff like that. But yeah, they did have some decent feasting with what they had at the time. And so they had much to be thankful for, especially given what they went through, which, yeah, it's amazing. You know, we think people today, if they went through the same thing that these early uh, pilgrims pilgrims went through would they be thanking god you know uh, so we have to thank god for these people who knew where their prosperity came from and they're able to thank god in the midst of some really tough circumstances so yeah who was at this first thanksgiving there were about 50 colonists and 50 falls short of the ones who originally arrived on the mayflower yeah, uh, about half of those who had traveled to the New World passed away in just this one year since they arrived in 1620 and the first Thanksgiving, 1621. About half of them passed. And yeah, you have to think that's that's going to be rough to endure that and then thank God for what they did have. So yeah, it's a good reminder of to recognize where our blessings flow and even when the conditions are that we don't really see that there's much of a blessing there but <laughs> i remember recently going through some history with the kids and learning a little bit more about the pilgrimage and just the struggle for them to even get to a ship to mm, come yeah and try like there were quite a few attempts to sail to America to you know new country and some of the shipsmen were traitors and turned the pilgrims in mm, and yeah. they were arrested so it was amazing like how much they went through to even get those first 100 or so pilgrims here and then like you mentioned there was so many hardships just that short few months that they were there that I think the one source I said so they left on November 11th, and it took them 66 days. They were hoping to get over to the Hudson River area, but I guess the tide was really low, hmm. and the wind wasn't right, so they ended up having to go over to the Cape Cod area oh, to yeah. land. So basically by spring, though, so there's just a few months that they had lost half of their original people that landed mm. due to sickness and not having proper housing and stuff like that. And then they met one of the famous English-speaking Indians. Do you recall what his name was? Oh, uh, Squanto? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was Squanto the one? I'm trying to remember because this wasn't part of what I was researching. Was Squanto the one that helped teach them how to plant corn and use fish as fertilizer, basically? Yeah. <laughs> and he taught them how to build more weather, sturdy housing, and different natural resources for treating sicknesses. And so, yeah, here's a huge blessing. I think it was William Bradford wrote in a paper, too, about how Squanto was God's provision for their people. Mm. And yeah, that's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, it's like with the help of those Native Americans, you know, if they didn't help, who knows how many other of the pilgrims would have passed, you know, from starvation, more starvation and stuff. Yeah, and, and to think, you know, I think these pilgrims travel traveling uh, by ship to the new world knew this was a risk you know they struggled just to be able to get a ship to go not knowing what was going to happen 
and what they endure losing half of them, you know, in less than a year there. And I'm sure they had some idea that there would be some of them who wouldn't make it. You know, I mean, it would be a rough travel to a place they had no idea <laughs> how they would survive and and they did this basically for religious liberty <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah it was they were trying to escape the persecution from i think it was the church of england mm-hmm. and yeah so they believed that they had the right to have the liberty to worship god in a way that wasn't dictated by the church the state church and mm-hmm. so yeah that's something that we today definitely don't appreciate enough. So many people are willing to give up liberty for security because I'm sure these people living in England, you know, as long as they did what the state church dictated, they were living in the most developed nation in the world at this time. And yet they were willing to give that up for the sake of liberty. And then people today seem to be just so willing to throw away any liberty they have for the security of the state. So we kind of have the reverse today. And, you know, I think a holiday like Thanksgiving helps us to remember to appreciate and safeguard the liberties that we have and realize liberties we're fighting for and not to just seek security <laughs> Well, and the whole premise of Thanksgiving and even what the pilgrims demonstrated at the first Thanksgiving was just having that perspective of being thankful for what you have, even when it's Hmm. corn and wild game. (laughs) It wasn't a lot, but they were just thankful for what they did have and thankful for these, you know, new friends that were native here and could help them be able to survive. And I think our attitude now is so drastically different that we think we never have enough and we need more and Mm. we deserve more and we just see that there is not that thankful and grateful Mm. attitude anymore and I think that really shows in where our country is now Mm. yeah so like even people today we have a lot more than people in the past did but we think we don't have enough if we compare ourselves to other people who have more and if other people have more then somehow we're deprived of something you know yeah so these people these pilgrims there were about 50 of the colonists who survived at this time for the first thanksgiving and most of them were men I don't want to say, you know, that was some form of male privilege there, but unfortunately a lot of the women had passed away during the harsh winter and diseases, and a lot of men died too, of course, but more women died. From the records we have, there were about four housewives for this Thanksgiving meal, and most of the people there were younger because a lot of the older people had passed, so you had younger men fathers and then teenagers and young children there so at this first thanksgiving it's all there about twice as many native americans there as there were uh the colonists these native americans were uh from the wampanoag tribe and both the colonists and the natives had uh traditions of giving thanks during the year and so they kind of combined that into this feast day and they mentioned giving of thanks i mean they didn't call the feast thanksgiving but That's how it came to be known, you know, years later, (laughs) because they celebrated a a giving of thanks here. (laughs) 
So what about what did they eat <laughs> on this first Thanksgiving? Do our modern traditions in any way resemble what they had the first Thanksgiving? Well, somewhat and also somewhat not. <laughs> Do you think they had turkey there, babe? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It sounds like there was wild game that they mm. got. So it was basically what they could find in that area. So it yeah. could have been turkey. It could have been fish. It could have been mm. deer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that, yeah, I'm not sure how season-wise if they would have gotten much fish, but maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what did you find? <laughs> so I, I did read that wild turkeys were plentiful in the area but we don't have any evidence that they actually ate turkey on this giving of thanks i read about from the winslow letter it mentions at some point some of the men going out fowling <laughs> which meant to you know go catch some birds and but it was most likely they got ducks and geese and swan or whatever so waterfowl basically or pheasants um, maybe pheasants too possibly yeah mm-hmm. like yeah <laughs> not the big <laughs> turkeys that we <laughs> have here although there were turkeys there but uh, plentiful but yeah they so it's kind of a they might have but we have no idea because you know the letters the evidence doesn't say that they actually ate turkey but so given that since they had duck and so on if you listen to the last episode <laughs> or one, my first uh, Thanksgiving Day dad joke wouldn't work for the first Thanksgiving you know if a turkey quacked like a duck that wouldn't <laughs> protect it from Thanksgiving dinner yeah Yikes. yeah so I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> when I was reading some of the menu items for the first Thanksgiving, it mentioned maize. Oh, That's yeah. a term that we don't really hear nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Are you familiar with uh, that? Basically corn or yeah. things like from the corn family. Yeah. I remember years ago, there's some kind of corn maze thing called the amazing maze maze <laughs> like basically nice. you go there's like a corn field and it's cut and designed such that it's like a labyrinth and you have to try to find your way from one end to the other by going through the amazing maze maze <laughs> <laughs> mm. so yeah they had corn but they didn't eat it off the cob the way people do today they actually cut it off the cob kind of dried it and ground it into a meal and put molasses in it <laughs> that's what i read is <laughs> how they ate the corn there so kind of a sweet corn cake or something <laughs> so it's interesting it seems like we don't really see too many corn dishes at mm. thanksgiving yeah some people Maybe might have people. a you know corn on the cob or like cut the corn off into a bowl just have you know the bowl of buttered salted corn like one of the side dishes but yeah it doesn't seem to be the most popular side dish today so i wonder how we went from corn mush to <laughs> green bean casserole <laughs> yeah and that's uh which i didn't do the homework on that but i i thought it was the was it the french's or one of those um companies that makes the crispy french fried onions that actually in invented green bean casserole with their on with their crispy onions but 
So as far as the menu that they had, it seemed like the colonists were celebrating a successful harvest. So the colonists seemed to have brought mostly the fruits and vegetables to this feast and the Native Americans brought more of the meat. Now, I think the colonists caught some fish, some lobster, the Wampanoag natives. Uh, I saw it mentioned that they brought five deer uh, to it, so they had some venison there. So fruits and vegetables from the harvest and onions, leeks, corn, beans. They also had pumpkins. Now, <laughs> yeah, but... You know, they didn't have pumpkin pie there, likely, that we have on Thanksgiving because they didn't have things like butter or whatever to make crusts and stuff like that to make like a pumpkin custard. But I read that they basically cut kind of, you know, how you have to dig out the innards from the pumpkin and then they put stuff in the pumpkin and mixed it together with some of the pumpkin stuff and yeah <laughs> something interesting like that but it certainly was no pie and <laughs> i don't know i think plain pumpkin is really good no. too <laughs> i like pumpkin pumpkin everything i am one of those <laughs> pumpkin geeks <laughs> <laughs> one of those pumpkin spice everywhere type thing people <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> I, li I like pumpkin spice too so <laughs> we can enjoy a pumpkin spice latte and pumpkin streusel muffins when the you know the season starts <laughs> well it seems like the pumpkin season keeps oh, yeah. getting shorter yeah. and shorter i'm like <laughs> Wait, what happened yeah. to fall and pumpkin? It starts early, like October or something, and then it seems like stores run out of their pumpkin stuff by November, and like, hey, what's up with that? You know, uh, where's our pumpkin products and stuff for Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, I guess you just got to get the canned pumpkin and make your own at some it, around Thanksgiving time. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay, back on track. <laughs> yeah, they did have pumpkins. We don't know if they had turkey. They did have deer meat. They had, you know, fish and shellfish, lobsters, mussels, ducks, geese, swans, stuff like that. <laughs> so, definitely a different Thanksgiving meal, but, you know, <laughs> there's nothing that legally defines a Thanksgiving meal. So, <laughs> it's a hearty tradition that <laughs> I think it was uh, Abraham Lincoln that legally declared the first celebration of Thanksgiving, although it was a tradition for a while where people did celebrate a Thanksgiving around sometime in November. But Abraham Lincoln kind of put it into a officially federally recognized holiday type thing. <laughs> you have anything else, sweetheart, before we get to a, a Bible verse that I found <laughs> fitting for Thanksgiving? <laughs> Sure, this might be a good transition oh, to your yeah. Bible verse. I was just thinking that, just reading how the reason that the pilgrims and the Native Americans were celebrating and doing the feast was that they were giving thanks to God for his provisions. And just thinking of all the different examples we have of that in the Bible, too, mm -hmm. of Israel escaping Egypt from their slavery. And I mean, just after Noah's flood and how they made the altar and gave thanks to God for sparing them from the flood. And I don't know, it just seems like there's a lot of different examples throughout Scripture where people are giving thanks for God providing, God protecting 
getting them through different things. Mm. And I just wonder what our nation would look like if we still made that a priority. We would still would take that time and not just on Thanksgiving and mm. do that throughout the year when we're like, wow, God really provided there. We need to give him thanks and yeah. recognize his blessings And I think that we would be totally different if we had that attitude, we had that just conviction to praise God for what he has done for us. And yeah. (laughs) And also with Thanksgiving too, I think it's kind of sad. I know we were talking a little bit about how they keep trying to change the name of it in some ways. I was going to say that Friendsgiving or or Turkey Day. Like totally just secularize it you know like they do other holidays you know because it's kind of like okay if you didn't start with christianity you know if you're just starting from a purely secular materialistic type of thing people would have never thought of the concept of a holiday but then the secularists want to take over the holidays and turn into just okay it's a day off from work We don't think about history. We just want to take a day off from work and eat food or even like Independence Day becomes just like fireworks day or something. You know, it's just a day to drink and have fun and make things go boom, you know, (laughs) or like, you know, Thanksgiving, a a day to take off work, um, eat some food and watch football and not think about who gave you these blessings and who you owe your thanks to. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that you have a Bible verse that you wanted to share. Yeah, and I think this Bible verse actually very fitly describes the first Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and is then a good reminder. (laughs) So Proverbs 15.15 says, All the days of the afflicted are evil, or, you know, calamitous, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. (laughs) it sounds like okay you know i think that this verse could be on the minds of those who survived and realized the days they were afflicted the days were calamitous but if they have a merry heart it's a continual feast and they had three days of feasting to celebrate the harvest they did have and yeah (laughs) and you have a verse sweetheart yeah I was looking at Psalm chapter 92, verse 1. There's so many, I think there's like over 100 verses that talk about Mm. thanks and thanksgiving. It's just something that was prominent and definitely in the Psalms. Mm -hmm. And so verse 1, it says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just thought that verse was really good about how it's saying like okay this is even for your benefit to give thanks to god it is a good thing to do this Hmm. and yeah yeah, i mean we talked about last week how that just changes your perspective and your attitude about things so yeah it's a good thing and one more thing i was thinking of that kind of adds to the difficulty the pilgrims had when coming here is that they originally had two ships that were going to depart and one of them kept springing leaks and so it had to turn around Mm. and so because of that there were a lot of families that were actually divided so Mm. some were still able to go on the Mayflower and make the journey all the way and others had to just stay back and wait so that had to have been really difficult too, not knowing 
if you're going to see your loved ones or not mm, wow. because they had to be separated on the ships there. Yeah. And they were trying to send the stronger people forward. So it was more of the men that went out too because they wanted to be like, all right, let's go check this out, see if we can set things up. We're not sure what we're going to encounter. So to me, that seems like chivalrous and like mm. brave that the men were the ones like, all right, we're going to go check this out and make sure it's safe for our families. And oh, yeah. So I don't know. It's just a lot that happened there. And then to see even after all that, after all that loss, that they still had that heart of Thanksgiving. And it wasn't just one day where it's like, okay, we did our due diligence and said thanks. But it was like a three-day feast mm, of Thanksgiving yeah. and acknowledging God and his provision. Yeah, good thoughts there, sweetheart. Good reminder of how the history of this demonstrates just how much <laughs> they went through, how strong their faith was, how willing they were to do what it takes, and to thank God for what relatively little they had. <laughs> yeah, so hope that that helps us all to count our blessings. So mentioned in the last episode and to, you know, really think about some of us comparatively, you know, struggle and have what seems like little, but when we really think about it, we have a lot. <laughs> and we can thank God for the bounty that we have, even when we don't <laughs> see just how much we really have. <laughs> Are you just watching? You grab the popcorn, plant the family on the couch, and flip on the TV. But have you left your worldview behind? Media comes in all forms, and all of it contains some level of indoctrination. Are You Just Watching? The Entertained Christian's Handbook to Consuming Media with Purpose is a guided journal with worldview-shaping info and lots of guided note pages to help you watch and discuss anything you put before your family's eyes. Purchase it now on Amazon.com. And don't just watch. Now, ready for... <laughs> our last segment of this episode the part you've all been waiting for right the joke exchange <laughs> and oh <boy>. <laughs> and we didn't check with each other to see what jokes we have so we'll find out maybe we might have some of the same ones we don't know but so we'll see <laughs> if we can make each other laugh with these corny jokes <laughs> Are you going to go first again, sweetheart? Ladies first again? <laughs> okay. If you insist. <laughs> All right. Why shouldn't you sit next to a turkey at dinner? Uh, it will gobble you up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close, yeah. Because he will gobble it up. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Looking for jokes, I saw several ones that had, you know, the word gobble in it and stuff. <laughs> Some of them didn't quite fit. Uh, yeah. I was like, um, I'm not sure how you would convey that as being funny, but... Okay, your turn. Okay, here we go. Why do pilgrims' pants always fall down? <laughs> uh, I saw this one oh, yeah. and I can't remember. <laughs> it's so funny it's one of those like why does this happen and you're thinking wait is that true does it happen but, okay so why do pilgrims pants always fall down because they wear their buckles on their hats ah mm. <laughs> yes that's a good one okay next one what's blue and covered in feathers uh 
A sad turkey? Hmm, pretty good guess. A turkey holding its breath. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Somehow I didn't see that one when I was searching for jokes. But <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay. Why did mom's turkey seasoning taste a little off last year? Hmm. I don't know. She ran out of time. Ah. Mm. I actually had a similar one. Oh, yeah. I should have guessed that. <laughs> Well, that's actually my next one. But mine was, why didn't the cook season the Thanksgiving turkey? Mm, there was no, no time. time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme, you know. <laughs> you know, sage advice and all that. <laughs> 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 okay. So, what can you call your brother who falls asleep after dinner? Or it could be a sister or any kind of relative. <laughs> Your napkin. <laughs> mm. Okay. That's Corny. Corny, but kind of cute, too. Yeah. So. Nice. Okay. What kind of key can't open doors? I think I saw this one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember it? A turkey. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why did the turkey cross the road twice? Twice? Yikes. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. To prove it wasn't chicken. Ah. Because mm, the chicken crossed the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cute one. Okay. My last one is, what do you wear to Thanksgiving dinner? A sweater. <laughs> <laughs> a har vest. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> har, 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 har. Good job. <laughs> okay, my final corny joke for the episode. Why did the sweet potatoes blush? <laughs> I don't know. You didn't know they do that, huh? Okay. Uh, they saw the turkey dressing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Good <Nice>. job. <laughs> I think we're a little tired. We weren't laughing. Add them as much this time. I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without a little bit of corniness <laughs> yeah. or cornbread. Yeah, or I'd say whatever. a lot of you know corny jokes to go with the cornbread. Yes. And <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> that was fun, sweetheart. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> And hopefully this Thanksgiving week we can remember these last discussions that we've had. And I don't know, just remembered it. And still in our kids too, to be thankful and appreciate what we have. Oh, yes. Definitely, sweetheart. I'd like to encourage our listeners to always reflect. <laughs> Thanksgiving's a day of reflection along with, um, trying to think of a <laughs> joke word of reflection as along with protraction or I don't know. <laughs> protrusion <laughs> oh, okay uh, never mind that's I already told all my jokes I shouldn't be trying to make a one up on the fly but <laughs> a lot of reflection along with your feasting is the basic idea trying to come up with their <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know um 
<laughs> gonna make you blush with the sweet potatoes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just like picturing like being overly stuffed after Thanksgiving, like for the protrusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. The idea I was trying to do, like inward reflection, a lot while you're outwardly you're <laughs> stretching, <Getting fatter. laughs> stretch, oh, you know, no. stretching to fit the ah. <laughs> food. Yeah. Okay. All right, I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> hope you're able to laugh along with us a little bit as we have this short, little, cheery, uh, and encouraging episode. As we look at Thanksgiving past, and we hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving present this year. In a few days, as when this episode is released, and we want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah, so Truth Espresso wishes you a happy Thanksgiving. And you don't have to listen to Truth Espresso on Thanksgiving Day, you know, enjoy it, but... You know, we wouldn't mind if you had nothing better to do, but <laughs> so <laughs> happy Thanksgiving and God bless. <laughs> Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso. 